Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 20, titled Terra Incognita. An amazing, amazing episode uh, that is very, very unique in the person of interest space. Now, I- I've spent a lot of time in our discussion of this show talking about episodes that have, oh, done a great job of subverting the formula and doing something different and throwing a nice little monkey wrench into uh, the standard person of interest fair. I spent a lot of time banging that drum because this episode's very, very good. Or, this episode. This show's very, very good at changing things up week to week. But this episode... This is about as far outside of Person of Interest's comfort zone as they ever got. Quite honestly, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that this feels like an entirely different show. Like, in terms of filmmaking, in terms of storytelling, even in terms of how they handle their character work in this specific hour, like... Everything feels different. Everything feels like it is an entirely separate production. And it's so beautifully handled. Uh, Quite honestly, I feel like this episode would work just as its own self-contained short film. Like, completely isolated from the rest of the show. I mean, yeah, it is certainly enhanced by... Knowing everything that went on with Carter and knowing uh, the HR storyline and all that. Like, it, it, it certainly enhances the experience, but I feel like you don't need to know it to appreciate the genius that is this episode. Because they do a very good job of telegraphing all the emotional context you need. Of telling you everything you need to know. Uh, to really get emotionally invested in this story on its own merits. And it does feel like a really, really spectacular short film. Uh, So, I'm going to be talking about this very, very differently than I would a normal Person of Interest episode. I'm going to be talking about this a lot more nebulously, because that's where it really shines, I think, Uh, is in, like, the very, very different way... In which this episode is crafted. So, basically the idea behind this episode. Is Reese is taking on. uh, He's investigating a new number. This guy who. Seven years ago was. Accused of murdering his family. 
went uh, out of the country, left the country to avoid getting taken to prison, and has now come back. And for whatever reason, he's now in danger because of that, or is about to kill someone, but, spoiler alert, he ends up being the victim in this case. And throughout Reese looking into this number, he finds that this was a case that Carter worked. He found that this that Carter was one of the detectives on it. And in fact, this was one of her earliest cases, way back uh, in the infancy of her detective career, years before he met Reese, uh, years before she met Reese. And so he's working this alone. Uh, Finch, Root, and Fusco are all. Uh, working the Elias Brotherhood situation, trying to defuse this coming gang war that is upon us. And Reese is just diving into this case, completely on his own, just him and Carter's past work. And they do something very, very clever here, where as Reese is investigating this murder... They keep cutting back and forth between present-day Reese investigating and past Carter investigating. And you have that inner cut, you have that inner spliced in a very, very brilliant way. In a very, very beautiful, very, very clever way uh, that is used to spectacular effect. You see them sort of going down the same paths, uh... Searching the apartment where it happened, sort of coming to the same conclusions that, like, okay, I guess it, uh, to the untrained eye, it probably looks like this dude did it, but also, like, he doesn't seem like a killer. He doesn't seem like someone who would murder his whole family, like, interrogating the suspect and coming to that conclusion that uh, he seems sincere in... Him, like, mourning his family and having had nothing to do with his family dying. Wanting nothing but the best for his family. And all of that. You see that inner splice and see them coming to a similar conclusion. Uh, You see, eventually, Reese follows our number to this cabin. Carter goes up there herself and you see her searching... And finding someone there who gets away immediately. And Reese searching as well. Finding our guy. And apparently it is in fact his place. And this is where we get our big... Well, I don't want to say climax. Because like, for me the real star of this episode happens after all this goes down. Honestly, I couldn't... In the grand scheme of things, I couldn't care less about the actual details of this murder case. That's not the interesting part of this episode for me. Although it is very good. It is very well handled. But it turns out that the killer was an illegitimate son of this dude's father. Uh, This dude's half-brother, who was cast aside... Uh, when he showed up looking for his father, he was paid to go away, and eventually he had this break, uh, this, like, psychological breakdown, and was like, Oh, I, uh, 
uh, this guy doesn't deserve a family and just murdered them all. And now he's come back to finish the job. All of this is said after, by the way, he, he shoots Reese, like, right inside of the stomach. Like, right in, like, a very, very, very bad place. And this dude forces our number to down some pills to OD. Make it look like, oh, the guy... Uh, went out as a drug addict, and just wait to die, essentially. Our murderer drags Reese outside into the freezing cold snow with the intention of just burying him, and then Reese is able to get off a shot and kill this dude. Reese is able to reach for a gun and kill this man. This is where, like I said, the episode gets incredible. This is where the episode gets from really, really good to absolutely spectacular. So this is when kind of like the ghost of Detective Carter kind of shows up as like the rational voice inside of his head. Coaching him through staying alive when he is bleeding to death. In freezing cold temperatures. With no help in sight. Because he has no signal on his phone. No way for the machine to know where he is. No way for anyone to know where he is. Because he didn't tell anyone he was coming up here. And you see the ghost of Carter kind of guiding him through. Like, okay. You are going to die from hypothermia. You are going to freeze to death. Unless you get in this car, unless you get the keys to this dude's car and turn up the heat a lot, get it a little warmer in here. I I especially love this moment where Carter's like a drill sergeant, like guiding Reese as he like crawls through the snow to this dude's dead body to get his car keys so he can heat up the car that he's in. Reese even says, you sure you were an interrogator and not a drill sergeant? Because <laughs> Carter's like just leaning over him like, all right, John, keep going. Keep, keep going. Don't give up. Don't, don't be a, don't be a bad. <laughs> I'm very bad at mimicking drill sergeantry. <laughs> I'm very bad at that. I'm... Oh, this is going to sound so self-serving, but I'm too nice. I'm too nice to play drill sergeant. I'm too polite. Oh, God. What a failure on my part. Anyway, so we have that. We have, like, Carter just kind of coaching him through the survival stuff. And... So throughout this entire episode, this spawned from flashbacks of memories that Reese was having to a stakeout that he and Carter did. And he remembers it as Reese and Carter opening up a little bit of a heart-to-heart, talking about how, um, talking about Reese's mourning of Jessica, talking about 
uh, plans for after, how Reese believes there's no after for people like us. We're just going to, like, this job is going to murder us, blah, 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 blah. And it is revealed beautifully by the ghost of Carter that, like, no, none of that happened. You never opened up to me. Like, it was all a survival mechanism in Reese's head. And they so, it's so brilliantly written, so well done, so amazing. And you have Carter kind of pushing back on him. The ghost of Carter kind of pushing back on him going like, okay, look, what's the real story? Because all this bullshit you're spouting, I'm not buying it. I don't, I I don't believe it. There's something else. There is a truth there. Uh, He tells Carter initially that he abandoned Jessica because she deserved better. And that's the line he's been using throughout this entire series. We find out in this episode, no, that's not why. And he tells a story about how he came across this massacre where everyone on both sides was dead. And he noticed they all had pictures of uh, people they had left home. Uh, wives, daughter, uh, children, like, uh, blah, 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 like, just family they left. And Reese admits that, like, he thought he'd be a better soldier if he didn't have a picture. This entire time, we've been operating under the illusion that Reese left Jessica so that she could live a better life, but really, it was Reese subconsciously going... I can kill people better if I don't have anyone back home. And so this is like excellent introspection for the character of Reese. Amazing introspection for the character of Reese. Uh, Eventually, eventually, he is found. Eventually, uh, a car shows up to get him. And I love this, like, beautifully poetic ending where Reese and Carter, Reese and the ghost of Carter had this heart-to-heart, this survival mechanism on Reese's part. And after this, like, beautiful, beautiful exchange, like, and this car showing up, Reese is like, hey, Carter, I, I survived. And then, like, she's just gone. Like, The survival mechanism's not needed anymore. So Carter is just disappeared back into the ether. uh, Back into the spot of eternal whatever that she came from. Because she's no longer needed to help Reese. Like, it's, it's so brilliant. This is such an incredible episode. And I love... Everything about it. It's amazing. It it really, really is just perfect. Like, just pitch perfect from beginning to end. So, yeah. Hope you enjoyed that standalone bit. Because last two episodes of the season, it is a race to the finish. The last two episodes of the season, it's going to be all macro all the time. Get ready for some Really, really great stuff. Anyway, 
Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the television archive supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 21. Talk to you then.